Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we've discovered today, and it's not been confirmed, but we understand that we now know where England will have their base at Qatar mm. for the World Cup. And we crossed there to speak to a Qatar tour expert, Brian Candy, an expert. Yeah, he earned his stripes. He's... Certainly did. Um, we did that. We had an interesting chat with Todd Macklin about the Super Bowl. Some of it about the actual football. <laughs> yeah. Some of it not, which is the nature yes. of, of that well, big well, that's game. That's the bet we're interested in. Martin Kellner joined us for his week of sport on TV, which covered everything from the Winter Olympics to Rugby League, yep. with a bit of Neymar in between. Mm. And uh, Mike Ward, Brighton supporting TV reviewer, was here, of course, to bring us uh, the week of non-sporting, te- or the weekend of non-sporting telly, if you can manage to fit some in around the football, the rugby, and everything else. So, we hope you enjoy. Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And it was a bit of a controversial game last night, and we're going to talk about uh, the decision from uh, Michael Oliver, which I thought, personally, was a good decision, but you can take it. It was bold. It was bold. It was like a you are the ref, wasn't it? Well, it was. I mean, once he played advantage, then the, the, the game's live. So if you commit a red card or another yellow card, you can see why he did it. We'll have Mark Housie to explain all, but he did make the point in his little piece in the Sun today. He said, sometimes as a referee, you don't want to go looking for trouble. That's one aspect yeah. of it, and we'll, we'll chat to Mark about that I don't think anybody would have picked it if he'd only given him a yellow. Exactly. I did think live, though, as I'm watching, I'm thinking... Blimey, he's just committed another yellow goal. What's he going to do? How often would you expect to see yeah, a red four? Uh, very interesting uh, close-up of the uh, linesman or referees. This isn't Darren Can. Oh, uh, yeah. Very nice direction of coming back from the offside position, like that sort of miming. I thought if Marcel Marceau had been a linesman, he'd have been proud of it. Yeah. I've got an idea. Perhaps he could put their old white face makeup on and they could do like flagging on a very windy day. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like, you know. What? Do the whole game without <laughs> yeah. a flag? We're just miming, yeah. If you just, I mean, if you, you could just do it all as a mime with no flag. I'd like to see the assistant referee of Marcel Marceau Day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe French assistant referees. <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, mm. that's a weird one, isn't it? Uh, I, I, I think it's good. I, it's good when, I mean, we see referees do it. Michael mm. Oliver made it very clear with his little mime as to yeah. why it was two yellows. Yeah, yeah. And we often get that thing when a referee books oh, yeah. a player. Yeah. Do, I wonder, do, do referees do that? when they are doing a Sunday morning game. So if you're doing a Sunday morning match, you know, and you're not on telly, you're mm. the, but there must be that temptation as a ref <laughs> yeah. to when you book someone for the fifth foul to point to the other four bits of the pitch <laughs> yeah. where they did it, even though you've got no gallery to play to. You could just basically mind. shout it to the ten people that are there. <laughs> I did so, have climbing up the dressing room wall. Yeah, well. that would be nice. Holding a balloon. Just a, Mike Dean holding a balloon. Oh, it's blown away. Oh, I've got it back. That would be good. All right, let's, uh, let's see. But if you've done that, if you do referee, You've had referees uh, give it a bit Billy big time, uh, thinking the cameras are there. Do let us know. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. We're going to run a piece of um, refereeing memorabilia past, you don't get much of that, past um, uh, Mark Housie a little bit later on. But before that, Andy. Yeah, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham, yes, Tottenham MP and Shadow Foreign Secretary David Lammy yeah. has urged uh, the government to target oligarchs if Russia attacks. Yeah. It's just because he's fed up with Chelsea beans. <laughs> well, uh, look, he, if you twisted his arm, he might say that's true, but that's not the line he's going to take. He probably could be right. Yeah. And uh, although uh, trying to avoid war in the Daily Star today was Yuri Geller. Was he? Okay. Oh, well, yes. I think we're all with him on that. Well, aren't we? we are, really. But he's, he urged Daily Star readers to tickle a sickle hey. three times today. Well, <laughs> I think this was at 11 11 a.m. for you, apparently. <laughs> 
<laughs> he said, basically, you have to, you know, the hammer and sickle, you had to oh, tickle yes. it. Yeah, tickle yeah. the sickle, and that was stop 11, all. That wasn't going to work. 11 really. o'clock, tickle Come the on, sickle. Yuri, I don't know that's going to help me. Why didn't you tell me at 5 to 11, Andy? <laughs> I would have done. I spoke to you at quarter to 10, you could have told me. Did you see the police have arrested a man for allegedly hacking into the Brazilian footballer Neymar's bank accounts and stealing sums totaling more than $40,000? Wow. I'm surprised Neymar even noticed, really. Yeah. So much money. <laughs> well, and well done, go. Gary Neville. It's a new episode of The Overlap Out. So if you are a, a big player, mm. maybe looking to say things about wanting to leave, that's the show to go on. <laughs> um, I mean, Declan Rice is the latest. We saw Harry Kane's one. He didn't get the move he wanted. Uh, but Declan Rice... Um, he said it's just noise about moves, but then he did go on and say, "I don't want to have a career. I don't want to have a career where I've won nothing. I've grown up seeing mm. all these top players win all the big trophies, and I want to win the best stuff." And you're thinking you mm. might do that at West Ham, but you probably got more chance of doing that at uh, City yeah, or Chelsea. I, I think you will go in the summer if if someone parts with yeah. 100, 150 but it is, million. It's, it's, it should be called uh, Gary Neville's "Come and Get Me" plea, shouldn't it? Really, <laughs> yeah. you so go on, on there. On behalf just to, of Manchester United, in that case, I basically think, to say things that you think you can't say anywhere else. I've got a wonderful, wonderful. I haven't done one of these for ages. Uh, it just came up on my Google Alert thing. Uh, a restaurant review. I'll do it later. It's yeah. just the most brilliantly pretentious thing. I always enjoy those. Um, talking of food, uh, Brooklyn Beckham and his, yeah, he's got his uh, eight-minute cookery, cookery show, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, costs quite a bit of money apparently, according to the. It's got a big New crew Times. on it. I think it's got quite a lot of cooks. But the know. sound of it. It cost 74 grand, apparently, to make this eight-minute video. That's, that, wow. To a team of 62 to make a sandwich in the Times. <laughs> Honestly, what I find annoying about this is. You know, their family friend is Gordon Ramsay, right? Mm. If Brooklyn Beckham is really serious about cooking, why don't you go and do an an apprenticeship in one of his restaurants? Why don't you actually learn to cook? I find, honestly, offspring of famous people drive me mad if they've got no talent. It really does. Eddie, you don't know that. You don't know the boy. He may be very talented. He may be talented at other things. he's talented, well, what? Well, I don't know. It's, he's got to find his talent. I mean, I think it's not photography and it's not cooking. The family riches are giving him the time and space to do that. Most of us don't get it, do well, we? Well, that's true. But, you know, you can't blame the kid for that. He'll find mm. his way. He may I end up working. To well, him. he might end up working. Well, he's family, isn't he? Yeah. You leave my, yeah, you leave my incredibly distant family alone. Yeah. I must write that begging letter. You Sorry. may not, you may not remember me, but that's because you've, uh, you've never met me, and in fact, we may not be related. But my aunt says we are. I do. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I do find this thing. I mean, people make mistakes. Kurt Zuma's made a mistake, and he should obviously will get a fine. He's been fined by the club. Whatever happens legally will happen. Yes. And that's it. And maybe he'll get a suspension. But I, I do find this thing. And one bloke's written in about Wayne Rooney. He said Wayne Rooney had long studs to hurt opponents. Why isn't he banned for life? You banned know, for life? You can't ban him for life. And there is a precedent for this, though, isn't it? I mean, not banning for life, but no. there is a precedent for retrospectively... Well, know, no, maybe there could because be. Because of Roy Keane and yeah, Holland yeah, but and stuff. I'm not saying I'm against punishment, but I'm just saying okay. not complete cancellation. And people comparing uh, Zuma to Hazard, you know, the thing that he did with the... It's the classic whataboutery. I mean, talk about a what different... What did Hazard do? Remind us. Well, basically, the ball boy at Swansea. Chelsea were losing... The ball oh, yes, boy, I remember that. He was yeah, far yeah. too old to be a ball boy anyway. Yeah. He was about 18, 17, 18, wasn't he? What's the cutoff? Uh, well, probably about 12, I'd say. Okay. And uh, and he basically uh, stopped Hazard getting the ball. Now, Hazard yeah. clearly should have reached in with his hand to get yeah. it, but he, instead of that, he kicked out the ball and the play, caught yeah. the young man, and he got a fine for that and a ban, and fair enough. Mm. But you can't compare that to what Zuma did. You can't. It's ridiculous. I, I think, yeah. This is different, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't. Do you want to get down the comparison route? Well, I don't I mean, like you know, it. It's what about her? It's the tariff. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. still to come this afternoon. Well, kicking us off this afternoon will be Tim Rich, who's uh, the author of a fine biography of uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Well, piece today in the Telegraph that apparently leads. They're putting a light pencil through some names. They want Bielsa to stay. Of course they do, but uh, the way he does things is to decide really over the summer whether he's going to stay or not. If he does, he's never stayed in a job as long as he has at Leeds. I mean, you shouldn't read too much. It's a difficult one. Leeds are so good to watch, aren't they? But it's the same pattern. They're great to watch. No one on the end of the cross is vulnerable to the counter. I mean, they did well to get back in that game. A lot of injuries as well. You know, he's he's still managing again. That was a gutsy old performance against Villa the other night. Very entertaining to watch. But anyway, we'll we'll chat to Tim. Slightly more entertaining than the World Club Cup semi. Yeah, that was a bit of a dog with fleas, wasn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, headline today in Telegraph, uh, Marsh and Valverde uh, among Leeds candidates if summer change needed. Uh, Sam Wallace uh, writing in a piece there, replacing Bielsa feels like the impossible job. Uh, the, mm. the nature of the way that uh, Marcelo Bielsa uh, does his business means they won't really know for sure until the summer. Don't you need a Bielsa disciple? Well, I think, of well I think in these names that have come up, mm. you kind of have. Yeah, uh, really. I mean, that's I what you need. They've looked to that. Yeah, you don't want to throw sure, the baby out of the bathwater. We thought we'd turn to the author, The Quality of Madness, The Life of Marcelo Bielsa, uh, Tim Rich. Good afternoon, Tim. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's an interesting piece, um, and I'm sure every time um, they've been building up to the re-signing of a contract with Marcelo Bielsa, uh, you know, Leeds, they'd be wrong not to have a little sort of pencilled shortlist of people they'd like to approach uh, should it be needed. Are you concerned? As we said, it, it's, this will be the longest he's stayed in any job in his career if he signs again, but, or, or are you feeling I, quite I... confident? I've never thought he would sign another contract after this one. Mm. Um, he is, as you say, lads, it, it's the longest he stayed at any club, and that includes New Old Soul Boys, which was his first and greatest love. Um, I thought he might go after the end of last season when he'd taken Leeds to ninth place, um, but then he thought he was persuaded that he could do a better... You know, he said he only signed because he thought he could take Leeds higher than ninth. Now, that hasn't really transpired, and I think he'll be he'll be 67 in July. And the question um, he's got to answer, and I suppose in discussion with his, his brother, Raphael, who they discuss most things together, does he, at the age of 67, 68, want season three in the Premier League with uh, Leeds United? Uh, I can't I can't see him saying yes. I'd be surprised. I'd be very pleasantly surprised, yeah. but I can't see him saying yes. The only thing that might make him feel like that, Tim, is that he's, you know, he's been a bit hamstrung this year with injuries. I mean, I know he could get players back and then lose Rafinha and, and others in the summer, which would be one step forward, two steps back. But I wonder if he feels that he's not, had, he's not been able to give the best of himself or the team because of some of the issues they've had this season. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, the thing, the thing is, he, he, he's never one to complain. I mean, he was one of the very few managers who, when games were called off because of COVID, he never used that as an excuse. He never, he's always wanted a small squad. He's always wanted a tight group of players, and he's always accepted there will be, uh, there will be some dis, some some downs to that, uh, and 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 that will be injuries. He's always, as a manager, very famously, been hampered by injuries. I mean, he's got. I mean, he has left. He has left. He, if he goes, he will leave behind a very fine squad. He'll be not just Rafinha, but Meslier, Daniel James, you know, Koch, Click, Phillips, Bamford, Harrison, Ailing, Dallas. I mean, that that is a, that is the best side Leeds United have had in a generation, and it's mostly the players he's inherited, really. And and he's he's made them. He's made them a better players. He's made them a, a better team. Yeah, I'll tell you, you won't want him to go. The interpreter. 
Yeah, that little fella. Well, I like to think he'd well, go he with him for the rest through. of his life. Yeah, he's <laughs> got through a lot of interpreters, and some of the biggest fallout he's had have been with his interpreters because he doesn't feel they are correctly um, interpreting what he said. Or you know, he's got an awful lot of the match. It's been one of the most fractious parts of his whole time at Ellen Road. Has been. Uh, well, it's has been, been the same bloke uh, for some time. He, now. Li- he likes, I was listening it has to. Has been now. It has he, been now. He, he basically, I mean, I speak a little bit of Spanish. It's not fluent, but he sort of he sort of praises what he says. He doesn't translate it word for word because it's quite wordy. But you know, oh, you basically get the gist of. He what He doesn't he put in the you knows and at the end of the day, is he? he, he <laughs> no, does, no, he no, no. He's not out. one for you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> he does speak. Uh, he does answer in very long sentences, but he does speak a pretty. I mean, I mean, he's he's a posh boy. He's mm. you know he's you know he's his brother was. Argentinian foreign secretary. He's a posh boy and he speaks quite a clear Spanish. But I think he's so precise and so pernickety about how you translate him that um, yes, it's it, yes, he's it, the latest guy has has done well to to keep him so long. Yeah. I am. Um, I've always. I mean, in some ways, people say, well, you know, he's been here for all this time. I don't know whether he's sixty-seven or not. Maybe he could try and speak English. But when the job really is to get your message across, and I used to get frustrated for Pochettino <laughs> and other managers as well because they're not as comfortable in English, and they, don't, you know, they can't get their point across. You see a little bit with Conte now in Italian. I feel for them, and I think he's keen to make sure he gets the right message across uh, to the press, and so that's probably why he's stuck with the interpreter. I think I, I think so. I mean, I mean, for comparison, there's you look at a YouTube video of Jose Mourinho translating for Bobby Robson when they're at Barcelona. And Bobby's trying to speak Spanish and they're absolute pig's ear. And, and Jose is looking absolutely bewildered, you know, w- w- wanting him to speak English. But I mean, it is, it is, he, he can speak English, but his argument is always, I don't want my words to be misinterpreted. And I think, I think when you've got, you know, certainly in social media where any kind of slip of the tongue or whatever is, can be pounced upon. I can, I can, I can see it, you know. But it's, it's. Um, I mean, when we've, when we've had English managers abroad, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether Graham Potter spoke Swedish. I think he Oscar. did. I think I he think did. He's he? been there a long well, time. Yeah, mm. yeah. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, well, I wouldn't be surprised actually, because he's such an intelligent guy. He's, if you're looking at people who might succeed, Bielsa, wow, yeah, and Potter would be a really credible uh, choice, providing, of course, uh, Leeds can afford the compensation fee that Brighton would demand, which is something that put Tottenham off in that summer when they seemed to be going through everybody and then ending up with Nuno. Uh, they looked at Potter and they thought, actually, Brighton are would demand far too much money mm. but but he would be because he he, he like Bielsa is a fresh imaginative thinker I mean Valverde who's who Sam Sam mentioned in the Telegraph piece has has succeeded um Bielsa before I thought um, yeah I, 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 Bill Bow did very well and took a side from Bielsa left them at 12th and uh, Valverde took them to fourth um, using a lot of Bielsa's tactics and a lot of Bielsa's style. Um, so he, he he would be good. I, I don't know what his standard of English is, but um, but he would he would be a credible candidate. I think yeah. Graham Potter would be a credible candidate. I'm fascinated by Bielsa's knees. I don't know how he does it on the really? haunches for so long. Oh yeah, wrong. He's, uh, yeah, that's sitting in that position. Andy, we incredible. can't explore that. We're out of time. Okay. But Tim, very interesting that you studied the man in depth to write your book. Uh, Fairly could be on his way. So uh, we'll catch up with you uh, again, I'm sure. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks Thanks very much, guys. Tim Rich's book, The Quality of Madness, A Life uh, uh, of Marcelo Bielsa, is available now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Phil Dowd's 2010 League Cup final shirt Mm. is on eBay for um, 525 quid, and we were wondering whether there's any bits of memorable moments, maybe from your club's history, that uh, where it was referee-influenced, or, you know, the referee uh, played uh, a part, where you think you wouldn't mind some of that memorabilia, or any great refereeing moments that you'd covet for the referees, we'd go to the referees museum. Would you go there? Nobody. You'd have a kind of live interactive. You are the ref. Great, wouldn't you? That would be. Uh, you're not interested, Andy. No. I won't bother. There's that. You're out. Are I'm you? out. I'm looking for. I'm looking for uh, fifty thousand pounds for ten percent of the business. No. Um, uh, Bill Burrows has been in touch. Big City fan. I'll have Mark Halsey's watch from the '99 playoff final against Gillingham. If it hadn't stopped for about five minutes towards the end of the game, we might still be in the third tier. <laughs> That's a very good one. I think quite a lot That's of people. Good would, thank you, Bill, for that. 
Um, so keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089. Tweet to that's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Uh, I've had a, a text from uh, the New York Brass Band. You know, they were the Yorkshire Tea Band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're pleased that I'm behind Rugby League. You see, mm. and they say all folk that didn't go to Eton should get behind Rugby League. <laughs> but uh, that rem- just reminded me, it linked in with a story about the, the man, the granddad, who was buried in, he loved Yorkshire Tea. You I saw that, that, yeah. And he got buried in a Yorkshire Tea coffin. Oh, they nice. did it as it was beautifully done, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, beautifully nice done. Nice touch, yeah, yeah. that was very nice. Absolutely. So. Now, uh, I used to, uh, a few... Years ago, I used to find sort of very pretentious local, usually local newspaper, yeah, uh, restaurant reviews. They always had a style to them. I know yeah, Martin yeah. Kellner's very keen on these, but they always had this, this uh, particular great. style. And, the, 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 you know, unbelievably, we still had room for dessert, despite the banquet <laughs> you just gorged on. It's all that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. We weren't going to have dessert, but Henri came up to us <laughs> yeah. and brought over some glacé. You know what I mean? It's all that it sort is. of stuff. And we could not resist. So what's this one, Andy? This one is a review of an Italian <clears throat> restaurant in London yeah. and uh, for the first course the, the lady who wrote it had burrata which is that kind of mozzarella buffalo what a mozzarella. player a tremendous player yeah. Alvaro now she says now here arrives the real showstopper my starter I sit mouth open <laughs> That's as not a good look, is it, in a restaurant? As a beautiful plate of burrata with butternut squash is placed in front of me. Yeah. A truly charming plate of cheese, really. How charming can a plate of cheese <laughs> no be, idea. really? On a bed of rocket and butternut squash puree. Oh, she likes butternut squash, doesn't she? She does. The beaming ball of burrata. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat that. You know, seduce me with its sprinkling of almonds and glistening strokes of squash, all crowned with a crisp bread tiara. I close really? my eyes. Chris Bread Tiara. I know. The Frank Zappa album. <laughs> I close my eyes as my being is transported into the scene of a romance movie. Really? Each of my senses are laser focused on the burrata. Each becoming. It's a more... bit of cheese on some rocket. <laughs> I know. Each becoming more entranced by the creamy mouthfuls of cheese. I feel the gooey insides tease my tongue as ecstasy oozes around my body. We got Jetem somewhere, Bill. <laughs> it's, it's crying out for a it's not like even this, legal. It? It's just me and the burrata at the table. Now, what's everybody else left? Yeah. <laughs> can't be much of a restaurant. No. <laughs> I simply can't think about anything else until it's joyously, mm. yet heartbreakingly devoured. Oh, right. Marvellous. <laughs> Wait. Franco's used a local Italian provider <laughs> who's brought their traditional methods over to make burrata mm. here in London. And let me tell you, it pays off. As quite the burrata obsessed eater, you don't say. This is the best one. We well, do get ever, the idea she eaten. likes burrata, doesn't she? Yeah, fine. I'm coming to the end of it. Yeah. Still dreaming of the combination of sweet squash, 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 squash yes, and milky cheese. I make a mental note to personally hunt down its creator. Sounds like you want to stalk him or something. I'm treated to the arrival of my main. I'll, I'll save the main. For oh, okay. Later. Yeah, we're going to make it a series, are we? What did she have for main? Uh, what was it? it was burger and chips. Oh, classic <laughs> lasagna. I've, for the main, I went on to the kids' menu. Yeah. Nuggets and chips with baked but it, beans. You won't be surprised it's topped with a layer of bubbling golden cheese. More cheese! <laughs> Blimey, it's not good it's like for Wallace it. and Gromit. <laughs> get a little heart monitor on when you go there. <laughs> Keep an eye on your blood pressure. Anyway, oh, so yeah, good news for fans. There of, we go, uh, yeah. We'll be bringing you more from that uh, review uh, in, in the coming weeks. And the, I was standing on the train today, on the tube between Westminster yes. and uh, London Bridge, here where we are, and I watched this woman... She had a, a video of her having her own hair done. See that thing where she's you having s- her hair done on the train? No, on video. She oh, was okay. editing a video yeah. of herself having her hair done, nice. of her sort of like holding the phone to the mirror like that, up yeah. to, as the hairdresser's doing her hair, and she's editing all to it. You think? What is the point of this? Do you want to send see a, a, a video of me brushing my teeth? I can't oh. see how people. You could live become like this. a TikTok influencer, Andy. I know you've, I you've embraced TikTok. Think, do you, I felt like saying to her, <clears> Do you think anybody's going to be interested in you having your hair done? Did you say that to her? No, I wanted to. <laughs> you've got it in you. I'm quite surprised you managed not to. I should have done, really. Yeah. Never mind. Anyway, all being well, we're off to Qatar a little bit later on. We are going to have a, a mm. look round the hotel.
Looks lovely. Five um, five restaurants. The resorts where England will be I don't staying. Know if they do the burrata for the world. Probably do. <laughs> Stop saying burrata. Um, and before that, though, we are off to Paris uh, to chat to David Walsh from the Sunday Times. We'll be getting his thoughts on some other big stories of the day as well. We're here with Green King. Download the season to get out for great offers and chances. Alvaro to... burrata. I did that when <laughs> did you, I did that when you weren't listening Is that to true me. Trevor Francis. <laughs> Green King, your home of pub sport. Well, I was reading it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, it's been widely reported, although not confirmed as yet, that uh, England have chosen their base for the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, an area called Souk al-Wakra. They're going to be staying at the hotel there. Beautiful. There is a suit there, should they fancy a little bit of market shopping, I understand. Yeah. But let's find out more uh, about the hotel in the area. Uh, Brian Candy is from uh, a Qatar tour guide and joins us now. Good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon. Yes. So, uh, is that is that the word over there? Have, have people been saying that's where England are going to be, or was this news to you today? It's news to me as well, actually. Um, however, Souk al-Wakra is, is rather beautiful. You're going to love it over there. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about it. It's, it's a kind of seaside resort, isn't it, full of restaurants and shops and obviously the market. But uh, give us a little bit of background on it. So Souk Awakra is, um, Souk means market, it's a, it's a market, it's a purpose-built area, so um, it's not something which has been around for hundreds of years, it's, uh, it's around about 10 years old, I would say. Uh, it's got a beautiful beach, um, so you can sit out on a, on a terrace of a cafe and look out over the beach and see the, uh, the sun setting and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a lovely hotel. There are five restaurants there. It's top, top rated. And I suppose all the teams, because the grounds are so near each other, I think more than 40 minutes, I suppose the teams will will stay in central Doha. Well, I mean, yeah, this, I mean, this is this is one of the great advantages of the Qatar as a host is that uh, all of the stadiums are in close proximity and you can get to them all. You can actually get more than one game in. You can move from one stadium to the other. Um, and Suka Wakra is closest to the Althamama Stadium, uh, but uh, everywhere is close here. Yeah, I think they're going to be mm. a six-minute drive from where their training base will be. So this hasn't got this hotel. Don't think it is purely a place to stay, and then they'll go off and train. It's not one of these huge complexes that they can put ten football pitches into or whatever. Brian, I take it. So no, where the hotel is, it's 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 quite a. A niche area, shall we say? Um, it's very lively in the evenings. It's the sort of place where, like I say, you'd go and have your cup of coffee, have a bit of food, do a bit of shopping, and if you're so inclined, perhaps go and have a paddle in the sea. Yeah. But no, there's no training grounds actually in uh, you know that immediate vicinity. Bike rides along the promenade there, the players can do. I just see some pictures of that of that at the moment. Is there an old town? You say it's a kind of fairly new, because often, mm. you know, you'll, you'll have the sort of seafront, the restaurants, the bars, and then you step back, a bit niece-like, and you're in the old town. Is there an aspect of that to it? Well, Al-Wakra is, uh, it, it is an old town. Al-Wakra mm. itself is a very old town. Um, you know, if, if you read the history books on the area, uh, Wakra is mentioned back in the 1800s. Um, but it was a it was it's traditionally a small fishing town, shall we say? Mm. Um, and right next to Souk Alwakra is the Alwakra Marina. Um, so you'll see lots of fishing vessel, vessels there and uh, lots of boats. Um, and yes, it's it's steeped in history uh, in close proximity to Doha. I mean, you can be in Doha in about fifteen minutes from Wakra, right. and uh, in Wakra, uh, sorry, in in Doha. There's the Souk Wakif, which is the older souk. That dates back a long, long way ago. Um, souk Awakra was recreated pretty much along the lines of uh, the souk in Doha. Mm. Um, but for the real feel, for me, uh, the souk in Doha is where it's at. Okay, well, I'm sure people will be checking it out. Yeah, I'm having a look now. I'm looking at uh, TripAdvisor's 10 Best Things to Do in Qatar, a Museum of Islamic Art, National Museum of Qatar. Yeah. So sort of things you'd expect. What might other sort of points of interest might people find? So you'll probably also see, if you're, if you're looking at TripAdvisor, you'll see Qatar, a cultural village, and that is definitely worth a visit. Um, the National Museum of Qatar, which you talked about, is phenomenal, uh, well worth a trip, and it's suitable for all ages, uh, a real experience. 
Uh, it's a little bit more than just the National Museum of Qatar. It covers the history of the area, uh, going back to prehistoric times right through to the present. And it's it's one of those places where you can never do everything in one day. So you're going to love that. Museum of Islamic Art is just superb. I mean, designed by I.M. Pei. Uh, he, he, he came out of retirement at the age of 91 to build that. It's a spectacle. It's one of those places where you're definitely going to have to go and get some photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Katara Cultural Village, Sukwakif in Doha, uh, Suka Wakra is, is a good starting place as well. Um, and I, mean, you've, I, I was going to say, Brian, finally, you've got, you've got the kind of world's football fans descending on you in a few months' time. I mean, there have been some concerns over accommodation. There's talk about fans maybe camping, others staying sort of uh, on, on ships, giant ships. Um, and I can understand the country doesn't want to build loads of white elephant hotels, but is there still a bit of a concern about that, coping with the influx? So I, I'm, I'm not actually an authority and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't have a direct line to the government no. or anything. Uh, but from what I can see, there are hotels that are nearing completion, multitudes of them. Um, I think the key count here is, is going to be, um, uh, you know, no, I'm not, probably not able to cope with hotels on its own, but they're also making arrangements for people to let out rooms in their homes and they're going to be hosting... You know, they're asking families to host uh, fans as well. You're quite right. Uh, And hearsay, hearsay is that there's going to be cruise ships uh, parked uh, in Doha port as well, and people will be able to stay on that. Um, I'm not sure about camping. I've never heard that one before. (laughs) But if you do get an opportunity to to, to camp out at that time of year, it's going to be absolutely splendid if you're you're camping anywhere near the desert. Superb. Not too hot. Um, That's good. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the things that I'm aware of is, uh, lots and lots of hotels are nearing completion, as well as those that are already completed. Um, cruise ships coming in. Um, yeah, I mean, they seem to be doing everything possible. Excellent. I don't think there's going to be any white elephants. I think uh, everything is going to be used after the World Cup. Mm. Brian, good to talk to you. I'm knowing that we'll speak before the World Cup. Thanks for joining us. Well, you're welcome. There we are. Brian Candy there, <laughs> the uh, Qatar tour guy. FIFA won't have a problem with it, finding hotels. No, they all, yeah, you'll, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Look at the best ones that. and they'll take those. Yeah, and whatever's left. Although, of course, our hotel in Kaliningrad was FIFA approved. Yes. Although I don't sense Gianni Infantino had ever stayed in the place with the gossamer curtains and the worst breakfast in the world. Quite, I don't think I'm he personally tried to pay them for all. a trip for him to go yeah, there. Look, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. You could stay at Gianni's house if, 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 if locals are being asked to put up people. Yeah. He's, he's living there now, isn't he? Oh, of course he is. He's moved there, isn't yeah, he? Can, yeah, can stay. Well, Gianni's staying house. With the, well, the Infantinos. That'll be his podcast, won't it? Leading up to the World Cup. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. He watches it so you don't have to, although <laughs> after he's told us about it, you might want to. Good mm. afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you. You okay, boys? Yeah, we're well, yes, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Good, good. Much. Well, yeah. as you know, one of my favourite things in the world is watching uh, young people enjoying themselves. Well, very much so, yeah. Very much so. I love it. Um, so I've been watching an awful lot of uh, freestyle skiing uh-huh. and, and sort of air skiing where mm-hmm. they, you, know, you try and get the elevation and all that. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, for someone like me, who's very unlikely to take up freestyle skiing at this <laughs> okay, stage. It's never too late, Martin. It's never it? too late. That's true. <laughs> but it, it is fascinating to watch and fascinating to listen to. Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard uh, anybody in commentary say, it's so, so sick. Oh, and yeah. they meant it in a good way, obviously. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you know, you couldn't imagine Barry Davis saying that. But, yeah. Um, it is all very interesting. And when I say young people enjoying themselves, the, the great thing about freestyle skiing is if you're 30, mm. if you're 30, you're over the hill. Oh, I mean, wow. there, were, there are one or two. There was a Sean White, I think the USA is um, a, a bit of a veteran. Apparently prepared for his um, for his run by watching Rocky one two three four and five. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just imagining three. Barry saying, "Look at his sick face." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and he also had uh, this guy wore pale blue nail varnish, which was oh, not okay. something nice. you see in you know in a lot of other sports. City fan, city fan, yeah. Um, yeah. They were city colours, perfect city yeah, colours, yeah, country yeah. colours. So maybe um, you could start the vet circuit if you washed up at thirty. If you kick off the the, the vet circuit, that might be that might be the way to go. 
I'll tell you what, it's, um, I mean, it looks, I don't understand what's going on. I know that sometimes they, they do like three somersaults mm-hmm. um, in this, um, in some of these air events. They try, I mean, they get, they get marked on sort of how high they go, but also on what the stunts are like as well. And uh, it's not as easy to understand as some other stuff. The biathlon is uh, is easier because it's that's the skiing and shooting. So they ski. They have to do reasonably well with the skiing. But then you know they they get the points by uh, shooting the targets, which doesn't seem that hard to me. They seem to be quite big targets. Um, But I suppose if you're a a little bit bushed after doing all that skiing, Mm. it's uh, harder to shoot. But um, as Seinfeld said many years ago, biathlon makes no sense at all. You know, skiing and shooting. He says it makes exactly as much sense as swimming a couple of lengths, getting out and strangling a guy. Which was Seinfeld's great joke, which is true. Yeah, it does seem it's an to be. sport, I agree. It's a weird sport. I suppose, it it, isn't, seem... it, isn't it going to throw back the sort of hunting, isn't it, really? You know, you ski, you go out and uh, you, you use your gun. I don't know what you... I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not a big fan yeah. of killing defenceless animals, but, no. um, it, it, you know, sometimes for food, people had to... So it's that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it would, it would it would stem from that. Yeah. But if you think if you think every sport in yeah. in winter sports stems from um, from history, if you like, or from something that was done as part of the yeah. you know, rather like these Alaskan sports, which is you know quite clearly part of the hunting and sort of staying alive thing. But um, you know, there's like because you've got the skeleton. Where would that come from? Mm. Um, and we we have a, a top skeleton, uh, not anymore, because she's... Mm. Uh, but in the last Olympics, she won a gold. Lizzie Arnold, she's one of the pundits this time, on the skeleton. She said that she enjoyed skeleton. She was uh, quizzed about it by uh, Claire Balding, and she said she uh, enjoyed skeleton because it was a whole-body experience. Well, yes, it is a whole-body experience because you're stuck on the tea tray, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then you do, and then down you go. Um, which was another one that uh, Seinfeld did comment on when he said you could have the involuntary luge, you know, where you you don't they, the one sport you could take part in without actually knowing you were taking part. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Billy's been in touch. He's got another great. Uh, it's another great moment from the 1991 FA Cup semi final between Spurs and Arsenal. Uh, is Gascoigne going to be sick? He is, you know. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, you could have done it with a Maradona goal in 86. He could have said, when he scores the goal, the second goal, because, and you have to say that's sick. Yeah. yeah. Barry, I think it would have worked for Barry. He could have gone there. He could have been a pioneer of using I, that I word. Know, it would I have been about you, I've, I've got no interest in the Winter Olympics because it's always... Do you it know reminds me fun? of the old days. With, you know, old Britain had done so well as a personal best, she's come 19th. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, that, that obviously happened. I mean, one of the pundits is uh, Shemi Olcott, who yeah. I think his highest was about 14. She had a lot of injuries, but Shemi, to be fair Shemi, to her. She, no, she, she was a friend of the show. She, we yeah, liked she was. Her. She, and she picked up a lot of injuries, so we, we shall cut she's, her some slack. I think, well, we are, no, we are cutting her slack. Yeah. I, I, I have no, uh, no complaints at all. Yeah. I know we're not going to win medals in downhill skiing. Yeah. You know, you more or less know that. It's not one of our uh, specialities, yeah. you know. But how many Norwegian darts champions have you got? Well, that's. Well, you keep saying, I mean, you know, the way dance is going, we're, we're probably, it's, it's like the United Nations where you watch the game. So many people from around the world. Now, there um, are, but not Norwegians. No, not, not many Norwegians. Take Neymar, that the, Norway. Take, yeah, that's right. Um, Neymar, the perfect chaos. Oh, this is, I mean, basically, you might say, if you, if you were criticising some of these programmes that they make, and I, I, we've not seen the Rooney documentary mm. yet, that's due out uh, today, I think. Mm. But uh, Neymar is another one of these sort of very glossy Netflix shows. But, you know, you may say that the star themselves directed it, and they yeah. literally did. It's become quite fashionable to yeah. open with a shot of them settling into their seat, uh, etc. Uh, it's all a bit last dance, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, and th- this one, I mean, it's quite literally, they, they, it starts with a shot of Neymar settling into his seat and uh, he says, how should we make this documentary? Um, quotes about me, then meet me. And it's all full of um, yeah. a sort of reputation management, I suppose you, you'd call it. Wouldn't it have been great if the director had said, it's predominantly going to be a hatchet job. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so strap yourself in, mate. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they give themselves latitude for a bit of it. You know, they interview some of the uh, PSG fans, one of whom says, he got our hopes up, but it's hard to like the guy. Oh. Um, so it's not a sort of hagiography then. Really, no, yeah. They do have a bit of a pop at him in it, do they? They or? do have a little bit of a pop at him. Yeah. Certainly the, the PSG fans um, aren't, you know, 100% uh, in favour of him. Um, uh, but some great footage, obviously. I was just I, I, I looked up a piece by Barney Roney that was in the Guardian, mm. um, who described him brilliantly. He described him as candy floss and milfia pe- pastry. <laughs> I don't know whether you've made milfia pastry. It's quite difficult. I can't to even make. say it. Uh, yeah. No, it's very difficult to say as well. You're <laughs> absolutely right. And later in the piece, he says, "There's Neymar, all sherbet and feathers." Sherbet and feathers. <laughs> Sounds like a music hall act from the. <laughs> Ladies, please welcome Sherbert. Bobby yeah. Sherbet, Billy Feathers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So is it? Is it? Um, how, is it like? Is there plenty of football in it, Martin? It's plenty of football in it, um, but you know, there's uh, too much Neymar Senior for my for my oh, okay, yeah. uh, Neymar Senior being the. Fo- and I always think of why did they call him Neymar Junior? Mm. It's a bit like George Formby Junior. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about George Formby Senior, <laughs> but you still officially call him uh, George Formby Junior. And yeah. It's a sort of same same thing with uh, Neymar. We've and actually dedicated a- the last half hour of today's show to George Formby Senior, Martin. We thought it was about time. <laughs> About time. Was about George time. Formby or George Foreman? Uh, do you mean George George Formby or George Foreman? I think you were talking about George Formby, aren't you? I was talking about George Formby. I may yeah. have uh, possibly said George Foreman. You've tried his grill. <laughs> yeah. It's shaped yeah. like yeah. a ukulele. It's shaped like a ukulele. <laughs> yeah, That's right. It's, it's good for grilled Formby cheese. Grill. It goes between the strings. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. The George Formby grill is yeah. brilliant because He's... when your toasted sandwich is done, yeah. it says, hey, it's turned out nice again. There we are. There's one for the teenagers. Thank you very much. Let's move on to a current sport. and We touch it with Mark Wilson early on. Uh, you, you love your Super League Rugby League. Oh, and, absolutely. And it, and it returned last night to Sky with a very good game. And uh, say, terrestrial coverage, Martin, mm. I'm sure you're all for that. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I mean, it was a great match last night. Yeah. I thought, you know, you thought after a lot of time off and after all that trouble with, uh, you know, with the pandemic and all that and uh, changing uh, protocols within the game, they might be a little bit rusty last night. But no, they, you know, they're probably the two best teams, St. Helens and Catalan, and they went at it hammer and tongs. It was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and on Sunday, uh, obviously, you've already talked to Mark about this. And he's Saturday, Saturday, isn't it? Is it Saturday? Saturday yeah, yeah, lunchtime. Saturday. Saturday, uh, lunch, Saturday lunchtime, um, which I mean, unfortunately, is going to clash with uh, with football. It's, mm. I mean, Saturday is now a bit of a smorgasbord. There. It is, um, but, but yeah, it's good, you, it is good, isn't it? It's good to, for people maybe who don't have Sky and they watch Challenge Cup and they watch some highlights or watch yeah. a rugby league show, but they can. Watch live Super League. It can only be good mm. for the sport, really. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's Leeds Warrington, so oh, mm. you know, start with a with a with a cracking match, yeah. and then the, I think they come back next week, and then again after that in about a month's time. So um, yeah, I mean, if you if you tire of the curling, yeah. uh, get it on to. Well, so I've I've really been enjoying. I have to say, I've been enjoying the Winter Olympics because oh, okay. it is. Something it occupies you until it's time for tipping point. So. <laughs> Martin, we'll leave it there. We'll yeah, we'll, um, there. we'll catch up with you. Um, I'm sure overnight you're back at one a.m. Overnight, one o'clock in the morning is uh, you know it's appointment listening. Yes, one a.m. to six a.m. with yeah. Martin and his and his gang, his creatures of the night, life, as Ian would have said. Yes, uh, cheers, Martin. We'll catch up with you next week. All the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, it's Super Bowl weekend, and that will be our main focus uh, for the next few minutes with our man on American Sports, Todd Macklin. Good afternoon, Todd. Hey, boys. Well, we're going to deal with all the fluff in a minute and all the stuff we love talking about around <laughs> the Super Bowl. But mm. I guess we have to talk about the game, which is an interesting matchup, isn't it? LA Rams are effectively playing in their own stadium versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And reading some reviews, it, it, it looks quite a tight game, this. I, I think that's what the expectations are. And, and isn't it funny, last year, Tom Brady led Tampa to be the first team to host the Super Bowl and play in the game, right? And mm-hmm. and it's funny how it took that long for Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay to do it, and now it's happening back-to-back years. It's just kind of crazy that the way it's worked out. It's interesting. It feels like the Bengals are the upstarts. They're playing with house money where the Rams, obviously the home team, they've got a lot of veteran players. The great storyline of Matt Stafford, you know, spent all those years losing in Detroit, finally gets a trade, goes to the Rams, leads them to the Super Bowl in his first season. 
Um, that's kind of been the two big storylines. I think people are saying, you know, Joe Burrow is a guy we could be see go to multiple Super Bowls, right? He's just been that good. Just something to be aware of, though. Dan Marino with the Dolphins made the Super Bowl, I think, in his second season and never got back. So the, the thought that Joe Burrow, uh, you know, this could be the first of many for him, you don't know. So you got to seize the opportunity because there's no guarantee the Bengals, as good as Burrow is, that they're going to chance get a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. And it's classic NFL, isn't it? The way the Bengals have gone from this absolutely terrible team to the Super Bowl, really, in a couple of years. It vindicates the the draft and and the way the sport is structured in a way, doesn't it, Todd? It does. And, you know, I think, what was it, about two or three weeks ago, we talked about Black Monday, that that time, the, the Monday following the NFL regular season where all the coaches get fired. And, you know, we talked about it and, and, you know, you're one, we had discussions about, wow, it just seemed to be pretty quick that this guy got fired. And it's the, you guys nailed it. It's the nature of the NFL. You're looking for that person who can turn your team around very quickly. And everyone thinks they can do it. Um, as you mentioned, because of the draft, because of the schedule, uh, because of free agency. And the Bengals have done it, right? And it, it, it wasn't quick though we should point out i mean the bengals have been pretty bad for a long time but they finally got it right they stayed patient with zach taylor their t- their head coach because his first two seasons in since he weren't very good um but they kind of hung with it they you know with him and obviously with joe burrow jamar chase they've got a good young nucleus um, but as quickly as they got to the top in these last two seasons it's hard to stay there right so uh, you, you're going to have to see how it goes long-term for the Bengals. So if you were calling it, Todd, I mean, most of the experts I've read think it's going to be uh, the Rams, but only just, not not a, you know, it won't be a route. What, what would you think? I, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to, oh. you know, they're playing with house money. Um, it, it, I just don't, you know, it's, yes, the Rams got a lot of veteran players, um, but it's not like they got real Super Bowl pedigree okay. and for me i'm just going to continue to roll with the hot team and for me that's the bengals now the halftime show we've heard a lot about it and, uh, it's too long dr dre kendrick lamar snoop <laughs> it is Mary it's too you forget Blythe. about the game well their bit play a stiffener apparently it's this eight minute bit they're going to do the, yeah. the, the, the this sort of hip-hop extravagance and uh, they've been trying to people have been trying to get near the stadium to listen to the rehearsals. So what they've been doing is pumping out Bon Jovi and stuff over an external PA. So you can't hear what's going on in the stadium because they they just don't want people getting sort of uh, audio snatches of what's going on before the uh, the big night. It's a big event, right? Mm. Like you you think of Super Bowl in LA, the lineup that they have for Super Bowl, it's a big event. And you're right, you don't want spoilers. And we live in the world of, you know, if anyone got hurt anything, that would be on social media immediately. Um, so, you you know, it is. It's like a, an event, a concert. You don't want to give anything away. Listen, there's a lot of prop bets, too, about the game. I'm looking at a prop bet that I'm going to enter, and I can bet two things on the Super Bowl right now. I can I can bet on what's the first song um, is going to be performed, and I can bet on will Snoop Dogg smoke something <laughs> on stage during the halftime performance. So they again, kippers. they don't want to give anything away. Do you think he might smoke some? Might smoke some kippers? Got my, I got my kipper smoker here. I brought with me. It does seem unlikely. Yes, unlikely. Now the adverts, Todd. Uh, we often talk about the, yes. the commercials that are around the Super Bowl. Cryptocurrency p- companies have taken spots. Yeah, big time. Huge. I mean, they're incredibly expensive. Let's play you a bit of one they're always star-studded uh, Mike Myers has brought back the whole Austin Powers team but they're only mm. showing kind of previews of that just trying to get you uh, excited but they there's uh, one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek where they play Zeus and Zeus's wife um, I'll give you a little uh, feel of that now my fellow gods the dark skies have spoken it is time for Susan and I to retire but where will you go Sorry, Zeus! I need a charge on the... Oh! Thanks! Sweetheart, it's not rocket science. 
That's uh, Zeus trying to work. I the, wish they'd the show the ads here rather than because because it's yeah. on so late here. We get things like you know, have you ever tripped or fallen? Yeah, <laughs> that's, <what I> think. <laughs> that's yeah. trouble. Nothing well, too exciting, you know. Jeremy Weeks uh, <laughs> says, uh, well, uh, Todd, of course, uh, here in Canada we don't get the ads, uh, the halftime ads at Super Bowl. Or, or is, is that right? Do you not see them in Canada? So it is, yeah. So w- we didn't have the ability because of uh, that came down from the government that we had to air our own Canadian commercials, oh. which are not as good as those ones. And and again, it's it's the whole event. This is not just a, a, a football game. It's the event. And, you know, we, if you think about, well, here we're so used to adverts. You know, when the adverts come on during a game, I mute them during, you know, when a break in the action. The ha- I, I don't watch half times, but again, the putting out snippets of the commercials and obviously with the halftime, it makes you pay attention for the whole four-hour extravaganza, and there aren't too many things that that want to captivate you yeah. for that long and, and I, that intently throughout. And I'd say the Canadian, hi, I'm Mark Burcham for Stan's Maple Syrup. Yes, that would, that would be it, definitely. Um, National Anthem's going to be sung by Mickey Guyton, the country singer. Never you, heard of him. You can have a bet, he's uh, six to five on, that he'll be singing it for over 101.5 seconds. <laughs> he's going to make a meal of it, they think, Todd. Oh, I'm easily taking the over. Again, it's one of my bets in the prop bet pool, uh, and I'm easily taking 101 uh, to 130 seconds, easily. Yeah. Um, just one yeah. final one. Um, some people saw a little meme on the internet uh, uh, of, uh, Bar- sorry, of Homer Simpson um, apparently giving the score away of the 2022 Super Bowl. Um, it said the, the Rams, sorry, the Bengals will beat the Rams, and they predicted it in an old Simpsons years ago. But it's emerged that it was doctored, Todd, that mm. uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was the Bengals at all. I know it was the Dolphins, not the Rams. But uh, they got the Bengals in. That was a pretty good guess, wasn't it? They're pretty good. Yeah, they said it was from 1992, mm. that episode, that they kind of doctored it. But I guess the connection is this. The Simpsons came about in 1989, right? First year it started. 1989 was the last year the Bengals made the Super Bowl before this season. Wow, that's that's the omen. It's quickly, 30 seconds seconds on the 2026 Super Bowl. Tottenham apparently may make a bid for it. You think there's any chance of the Super Bowl being played outside the USA, Todd? I I don't think they're ready to make that leap. They're fine with regular season games, obviously, uh, in the UK, and, and they're, I think they're expanding to Germany to play regular season games. I just think the Super Bowl is a hurdle a little bit too far um, by 2026. I don't see it happening. And he doesn't want to see it at Tottenham either, does he? He'd rather have it at Stanford Bridge. Oh, that's true. Isn't it? That's not going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Dan- I can't see it. I agree with Todd. Daniel it's too American. Yeah. It's, uh, there'd be a lot of outcry about it, I think. Uh, Todd, enjoy the game. Good to talk to you. See you, boys. There we are, Todd Macklin, our man on American sports. We've sent a top team out to the Super Bowl. I know. And they will be bringing you uh, that at 11 o'clock. It's a great o'clock. thing to cover. I've covered yeah. it a couple of times. It's a wonderful thing to be involved with. Yeah. Um, former Buffalo Bills coach uh, Phoebe Schechter joined us in the studio a little uh, while ago. It really is a holiday. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure that they're, they're driving the business forward, our top team. Oh, yeah, so 11 exactly. o'clock start here on TalkSport for the Rams versus the Bengals. And that's live on TalkSport Sunday evening. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's interesting. We're just seeing footage of Marcelo Bielsa. We were chatting earlier on about that and his translator. And it's very odd body language between them. But Bielsa never makes any eye contact. He just sort of looks off to the side normally with his head down. Yeah. And the the, uh, the uh, translator's not really making any eye contact either. He kind of sort of looks somewhere into the far distance. And it's like an Aardman animation. It's it a is. bit creature comforts, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a strange relationship, considering yeah, old. one man is the other man's voice. There doesn't seem to be any sort of connected... I mean, I'm sure there is. I'm sure they're great mates and they trust each they other. They don't look like great mates, to <laughs> be fair. <laughs> but I don't know. I do. yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's an aside. Uh, let's speak now to uh, Brighton supporting... Like, out of the FA Cup, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I don't good. mean... I don't, that's, not, that's not me. That's, I don't normally not, act like that. I'm you're sorry. Better, you're better. Oh, I am, I'm so better. Yeah, I couldn't have faced a 1-1 draw and penalties. Can we have Basuma? Go on, Mike. Have a word with the powers. That, but can we have Basuma if you don't want him anymore? What a player he is. Yeah. He's very no. good. No, no, okay, no. I think, I think that's, well, gonna, that's the, the end of the is, negotiation. They're going to sell Tarek, <laughs> Tarek Lamptey or Basuma. One of them will go, won't they? But not both of them, I don't think. No. 
come back with a better. We, we've already we lost I'm... our technical director. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's on gardening leave. For I, yeah, I know. I think he's going to actually take over from Monty Don on yeah. a fri- Friday night. Monty Dan. Monty Dan Ashworth. It's been my yeah, life's nice. ambition to have gardening leave. Okay, well. Yes. Swear away then. <laughs> we'll never say that. Do. I think it'd probably be an automatic. Well, no, because second. if I left, that's it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give me gardening. They'd, they'd say, yeah, bye. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. all right then. Uh, we're, on that note, we'll. we'll uh, funny, it's, we try and do non sport here, but we, yeah. it's quite hard to. Um, yes, and uh, I've gone and ruined it. Well, it doesn't matter. You've gone and ruined it. Because uh, it good. is the yeah, Amazon good, yeah. Prime video, uh, which is a lot of it is behind the scenes. I mean, yeah. there is some football, but quite a lot of it is family life, etc., isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he did, I think he did one with. Gary Lineker a few years ago on the BBC, where it was very sort of similar thing, you know, sort of, you know, talking about his family life quite openly. So there's a lot of that, and this is the one, of course, where he's talked about, you know, the change of the studs before change of the studs. It sounds like a sort of yeah. ceremonial thing. I, at I, Buckingham I, like, Palace. I love Gabe every morning. It's fantastic. Changing <laughs> at every training ground, the changing of the studs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be yeah. in trouble for that, isn't he? Really? Well, yeah, he's sort of, but the, it's actually just the way he comes out with this about an hour into an hour into the documentary, and he just yeah he refers to the fact he changed his studs before the game at Stamford Bridge and. 2006 uh, because he wanted to hurt someone um, which he did obviously but it's the, it's almost a matter of fact way he says it with a sort of you know unapologetic almost slightly proud tone to his voice hmm. so maybe that's a bit unfair to put that on him but I think he wanted to hurt Jonathan Ross as well for those comments but yeah it's it's, it's, it's but it's uh, I just say, whatever you think of Wayne Rooney, I know he divides opinion, always will, as a lot of players will, but watching it and stepping back from all that and the family side and the bit with Colleen and, and mm. all, the, all the things that are going on, just remembering him at his best as, as a, you know, all the clips and 2004, obviously, at the uh, at the Euros before he, you know, he, he managed to get crocked. You forget, uh, there's a suggestion almost that his performance up till then in that tournament almost set expectations so high that he spent, you know, the rest of his career, certainly his international career, sort of trying to live up to that. So, yeah. yeah, not so much club, but you're right, internationally, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, we so, look forward to that. It's great stuff. Amazon yeah. Prime. Uh, is it just a one? It's not a series. It's a, it's a, it's a one-off. It's an, it's an hour and 40 minutes. Okay. Um, and to be fair, it's done a brilliant job at Derby, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not much. Absolutely. Uh, Amazon Prime Video, that is, as is Reacher. Uh, yes. Jack Reacher is back. Yes, this has actually been out a few days, but we didn't right. chat last week, so I thought right. I'd mention it anyway. Uh, obviously, they've done uh, uh, Jack Reacher movies with Tom Cruise in, in the title role. Lee Child's novels, of course, on which this is based. He's done 26, I think, now. This is based on the very first one, which came out in 1997, called mm-hmm. Killing Floor. And playing the character, uh, you know, ex-military cop, now sort of drifter, vigilante guy, is a guy called Alan Richardson. I don't know Alan Richardson, I'll be honest, but he just looks, if you've ever read any of these books, yeah. and I've read a few, he just looks the part. He is really? Sometimes you watch something and they seem to have got inside your head and, and captured exactly what you pictured well, when you've read something. And this does it to you know to perfection. It's all, it does it in quite a good tongue-in-cheek way as well, which is an element to the the stories which I think people underestimate. And is it, I'd like an Ard Man version, Reacher Comforts. Yeah, that would be marvellous. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it a series or a one-off? It's a series, okay. uh, so it's eight parts uh, based, <laughs> I think it's all on this particular story, right. um, and oh, yeah. there's plenty more to, to adapt if, uh, if it goes down well. We're a bit tight for time, so yeah, Brickbox has got... Murders, well, we got have we got time to do oh, that really? one, really? Oh, okay. It's supposed to be very good. Good yeah, car. You want to talk about... Good. Preview. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Britbox. We've only got the Starstruck. Starstruck, Sunday, uh, that's the one. Saturday you want to talk night, about. new TV series, eight thirty. Ollie Mers is though. He's good old. He's a good lad. And Effectively, stars in their eyes for the for the twenty first century. It's so, team. I, as somebody who worked yeah. on the reboot of the of the of the stars in their eyes with Harry Hugh, it was a, it was a problematic uh, <laughs> process. Um, and yeah, don't yeah, mess with on. don't mess with the format. Uh, we were told, I think, really, and we did. So that was the end of that. There you go. So, uh, but what, what's this? This is like teams of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, so whereas pre- previously you'd have one person per per act, mm. you now have three people want to, wanted to be Freddie Mercury, three people wanted to be Marvin Gaye, etc., etc., and they all perform together as a team. And then the judging panel, which is Sheridan Smith, uh, Jason Manford, Beverly Knight, and Adam Lambert, have to choose which of the four teams, four trios of lookalikes, soundalikes, whatever. Yeah. Good to see is, Sheridan is Smith back, isn't it? She hasn't been on for ages. <laughs> She'll be a bit more upbeat. Mostly, it's oh, a bit, she's having a rotten she's time. Had, she's had a <laughs> tough old run of, of, wow. of dramas where she's yeah, it's been ridiculous. Yeah, poor Sheridan, and but it's getting worse. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Sounds like fun. Is it? Is it good? It's it's it's. I think it's sort of a, if you like the Masked Singer and you want something that really doesn't have any pretensions to be. You know, we've gone past the point where the X Factor. You know, back in the, the start of that, everybody thought, oh wow, this is revolution. It's going to change the face of 
pop music, etc. Mm. Now we just think, oh, let's have something that's a bit throwaway and daft on a Saturday night. And I quite like the idea of yeah. shows that recognise their limitations in that respect. If you... So 8.30, the final is at the weekend. It is the we, final, yeah. Yeah, that's 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow. But we uh, we do need a... Uh, Louis Through's Forbidden America. He's back with a new series, BBC yep. Two, 9pm on Sunday. What, what's he covering Yeah, that's two time? parts. It's the first thing he's done since 2018, and it's basically looking at the effect on uh, of the internet and social media in particular on some of the darker, more controversial um, uh, aspects of American society. So you could, some political... Some really... Sp- sort of unpleasant political extremist, which you may have seen in some of the trailers they showed. Uh, but he is very much, what I've seen of it, he's very much you know, on form in that brilliantly sort of detached, but not entirely detached manner of his. Works brilliantly with some of the people he comes across. Excellent. BBC Two, 9pm. Mike, thank you. We will catch up with you next week. All the best. Cheers, have guys. a good weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's mm. show. We will do it all again on Monday. Andy will be here. We'll be pouring over the football, the rugby and all the big talking oh, the points World of the Club weekend. Cup. World Club Cup. You'll be champions of the world by then, Andy. You'll never <laughs> sing that, as you can sing to everybody else. <laughs> so uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the sport. Much of it here on TalkSport, including the Super Bowl. Don't forget Sunday night on TalkSport. And we'll catch up with you on Monday from 1. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.